0: the paramount fitness podcast your go-to podcast for all things health fitness nutrition and training related and often some general chit chat on the side with the guys behind the results lee cooper and daniel thorpe plus special guests so sit back relax and enjoy the
1: show Hello and welcome to another episode of the Paramount Things Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Lee Cooper, and once again, I am with Mr. Daniel Thorpe. Say hello, Dan. Afternoon. Okay. So, after the last podcast, uh, we got a couple of questions. Um, I think it was because we talked about um, individuals overcomplicating things. Uh, On the back of that, we got a number of emails, we got a number of Facebook messages saying guys, how can I simplify my fat loss, how can I simplify my weight loss, so that I'm getting the results that I want. Now, so today's podcast, we are going to talk and cover, um, in as much detail as possible, how to go about losing body fat, losing weight, and keeping it off for good. Now, it's not as easy as waving a magic wand. And unfortunately, the damage that has taken weeks, months, and maybe years for you to have done to your body, if the level of damage is quite significant, it is going to take a little bit longer than an overnight success to return your body back to the state that you want it to be in. Um, the phrase, Rome wasn't built in a day, is very applicable to this right now. So, I'm going to pass over to Dan very quickly, and I'm going to ask Dan... In terms of an individual looking to lose weight, how soon or how fast is a healthy way and a sustainable way for someone to go about it?
0: Another, (laughs) sorry to do this to you all again, but I seem to say this a lot. Um, It depends. Now obviously that depends on many, many factors. It depends on individuals, it depends on um, your past habits, your past eating habits, your exercise habits, your current body composition, how much muscle you've got, how much fat you've got. Now, there's a few things we want to look at when we're deciding on a a realistic goal for for weight loss or fat loss. Um, And we base it upon, obviously, your current start position, But then we have to connect the dots a little bit and we have to connect with what's a realistic speed in which you want to lose weight. Now, a kind of generic um, constant we like to use is the the 3,500 calorie rule to burn one pound of fat. Now, yes, that's quite a generic uh, rule and it's a little bit more complex than that. And in most cases, um, you have to give or take a little bit more. But it's a good ballpark figure and it's a starting point. And that is all we need, is a ballpark figure and somewhere to start. If we start at that position, um, then our journey kind of becomes self-correcting. We'll travel through um, a rate of fat loss that is good for us at some point if we stick to our guns. So now, with that 3,500 calorie deficit, If we take that three and a half thousand we divide it over a week so that's divided by seven days that gives us a 500 calorie deficit per day now basing the fact that three and a half thousand calories burned will assume a pound drop in a week now obviously if you first start in your diet you're not gonna lose only fat you're gonna lose glycogen you're gonna lose water as well so you can double that you can treble that even in the first few weeks, and that's dependent on how much you've got to lose, how much water you've got on the body, how much glycogen stores you've got, and how much stored energy, fat you have on the body. So, as a minimum rule, um, as a slow, steady rate of fat loss, either looking at one pound per week or 1% of body fat, uh, 1% of total body weight per week is a good start. Does okay, that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, very, very good, very clear to start with. So you're talking about putting yourself in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. Um, you briefly mentioned that uh, the individual could lose a lot more than a pound a week if they're retaining a lot of water, um, dependent on the goal that they've got and their current state, if they've got a lot more to lose, they could end up losing two, three, maybe even four pounds a week, and it would slow yeah, down. The fluctuations
0: They are up and down for person to person.
1: Okay, so... but. In terms of tracking, I know that we talked about it before, and you've even got an article on the website um, that we can link um, at the end of the show. Um, What are your maybe two or three best methods of tracking that's gonna help someone really identify whether they are in this deficit or not? Because it's a phrase that we commonly use, which is uh, fail to measure, fail to manage, and that's the same with with everything. what are your go-to apps, tracking devices, softwares um, methods, strategies that are are really successful
0: well I think the key is is rather than complicating the issue and trying to manage a multitude of things effectively trying to adhere to every um, Facebook or Instagram based post where this is a fat burning meal or You've got to drink a detox tea to lose weight, or you've got to wear a waist trainer. And there's all these kind of things that are thrown in your face. And if they're put in your face uh, often enough, and with enough ridiculous claims, people begin to believe them. Um, And invariably, obviously, they don't work. And when things do go their way, it's attributed to those gimmicky uh, ideologies. Now, there's a few very, very simple things we do need to take care of that are Uh, Non negotiables. So when we take it right, strip everything right back to the beginning, weight loss or weight gain pretty much is determined by um, the energy balance, the energy equation. So how much energy you burn in a day um, and how much food or energy you consume in a day. So it makes sense to me when we have, like a few years ago, you could refute this because there wasn't the types of apps that we have nowadays. We don't have, for example, I'm gonna give you the first one. The one I use is MyFitnessPal. It's a very, very simple app. Um, Barcode capabilities on it so you can literally scan your food or it's got a very good database um, where you search the foods you're eating. And that'll give you um, quite a detailed profile of the types of foods you're eating, and what is contained with each food, and how much energy you're bringing in on a day-to-day basis, providing that you're honest with everything you put in. Obviously it has a flaw, because it's depending on human beings.
1: Mm-hmm. How, how accurate would you would you say MyFitnessPal is? A few people have made comments saying it's, there's a discrepancy. You, you would allow for that discrepancy? Yeah, of course there's gonna be
0: discrepancies, um, but there's discrepancies within all our tracking. Um, so there's going to be like a 20% discrepancy anyway, possibly, even on some of the, the foods you eat as a whole. But if you if you track enough, it cuts out the noise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we look for trends. That's the only thing we can look for. So I would say taking care of your your income effectively, just as you would a business. You want to know your income versus expenditure to encourage either... Growth or loss in weight loss terms. Mm-hmm. Um, the best one of the best ways to do that is a style of tracking. Now, there's different levels of tracking. Obviously, there's like portion control. There's taking pictures, um, and then there's using an app like MyFitnessPal. But even with something like within an app, um, you could. There's different levels of tracking. So you could simply track calories. You could track calories plus protein. You could track all your macronutrients, calories, protein, fats, carbs simplest way to start is just track total calorie intake um, as an easy way to do it there are other apps which base it upon um, just pictures, so you take a picture basically keeps you in check, I'm not sure of how accurate they are because um, that's kind of like (laughs) self-regulatory Um, Yeah, another form of tracking you could use is portion control. So via uh, making, if you have a consistent three plates of food a day you could base it upon a palm of protein, um, two palms of vegetables a fistful of um, fats, something like that or probably a little bit smaller, that might be quite a lot. But again that's quite up and down quite hard to um, gain accuracy, obviously the further you go with the accuracy, um, generally the more you can control things. So first thing to control or manage or track would be calories.
1: And by tracking and being aware of what you're doing, you remove the guesswork, right? So if you remove the guesswork, (laughs) you pretty much have in front of you facts.
0: Yeah, I personally, I think it, it... Somewhat removes emotion out of the equation yeah. because it lays it out in front of you you don't you can 't argue with it again if you 've been true with your um, input so if you 're effectively just clean eating mm-hmm. and by the end of two or three weeks you 've put on a couple of pounds but you 've you 've stripped every nice thing out of your diet you 've gone super low carbs you 've been eating. Um, what people would describe as very clean, and let's say that person puts on a pound or two, they think they've um, sacrificed unnecessarily and they're pulling their hair out as to why that's happened. is because of guesswork. If it goes in the right direction, you've guessed just about right. If it goes in the wrong direction, you've just jumped on the wrong side of the fence. Um, so you can't clean eat your way out of a a, a calorie deficit obviously good nutritious foods are very very important but it has to adhere to like basic principles
1: okay so let's just recap on two things we've spoken about so far and that is getting yourself in a calorie deficit uh we looked at 500 calories per day yeah. equated
0: if to three. fat loss is the is the aim yeah if time. fat
1: loss is the aim let's make that clear if fat loss is your goal 500 calorie deficit per day equals 3500 per week In theory, you should lose a pound a week, if not more, dependent on current state, initial state, exercise, history, loads of other variables, right? Yeah. We've got plenty of listeners. Mm -hmm. Some want to lose anything from five pounds to 28 pounds, maybe even more, okay? Do you have any rough estimation of timelines that someone could work towards? And again, making it clear that... Again, weeks, months and years worth of damage to the human body, the hormonal makeup of an individual isn't going to be undone overnight. How can you... Well, can you put a timeline to someone who's got a larger amount to lose? Um, And have you got any tips for them to do to stay on track if their timeline is significantly longer than someone who's got less to lose?
0: Well, yeah, if you take that... Um, £1 per week, you have every right to effectively try and speed up the progress. Whether that's a good idea or not um, is debatable and is individual to that person so if we wanted to speed up that £1 per week we wanted to say double it, just based upon the numbers we turn that 500 calorie deficit into a 1000 calorie deficit now, if you're a small individual with a low body fat and you're quite light in weight, then that simply is probably probably not doable. And it's not a very clever thing to do.
1: Not safe, right?
0: No, not safe. Especially if, you're, if that person's only consuming around 1,000 a, a, a or so, 1,500 calories per day. Mm-hmm. Then you simply can't take that much chunk of change off someone. Um, so by looking at the numbers less calories than your Then your maintenance level might be a good idea. Does that mean more calories coming off is a better idea? No, not if you can only last within your diet for another week before you crash so the more body fat you have, the more you can lose because you you're storing energy on you so yeah, you can push that to a weekly deficit of seven thousand um, so you could take off. Maybe a thousand calories a day, maybe more than that, and it depends on how much body fat that person has. So the more body fat you've got to lose, the more of an energy deficit you can be in. Um, I think that I think that covers that one there. <laughs> I think.
1: So if we work on the pound a week, mm-hmm. we could give our listeners a rough guideline that. £5 would take approximately five weeks. £14 would probably take, I between 12 and 15. Yeah. £28 would take 30 weeks plus, which is about seven months. But we know that £28 is two stone, right? Yeah. We've had people lose two stone in two months, two yeah. stone in three months. Mm-hmm. So like you say, there's going to be an initial loss, which will be stored glycogen, water, and fat. Yeah. And then obviously... Are our listeners expecting their weight loss to slow down?
0: Naturally, yeah. You're going to get a, a. It's going to slow down as you go through diet. Initially, like you say, there's going to be a multitude of things happen to weight as you drop down. So it's a combination of hydration levels, water's coming off, glycogen's leaving, we're losing body fat. But also, lean muscle comes off. Okay, a little bit is going to come off. So. Invariably, what happens to a lot of people is that the body catches up or slows down to its food intake. So your metabolic rate kind of slows down. And what that does, that closes the gap between that energy deficit, so you'll end up at a maintenance at some point. So when you hit that energy balance again, because your body's come down and met your new food intake, then it is time, after being patient, um, to open up that energy deficit again and you would do that in a couple of ways you could do that using food again you wouldn't have to remove as much food as the first time you might only want to strip it down by like 5% again um, or you could add in some extra exercise so you could use very simple means you could do walking, some people like to do HIIT workouts but again that's all in the whole balance of a, of a programme however you choose to do it. But yeah, you've got to open up that that energy deficit again.
1: I saw something a friend of mine put on Facebook earlier on today, um, which was, uh, it was kind of an analogy um, of, I guess with anything, when you Mm -hmm. hit a plateau really. He said, you can drive your bus to the coast, but to then travel across the sea, you would then need a different mode of transport, right? So let's, Make this a little bit—it was uh, something along those lines, anyway. Right. So let's make it realistic and uh, <laughs> applicable to this. When we've got ourselves into a calorie deficit, and we've done all the training, and we've lost weight, and we're building a bit of muscle, etc., but we hit a plateau, yeah, we need to change. In this theory, our mode of transport, right? Okay, what would be a couple of tips? When would uh, an individual know that they're at a stage where they can start increasing their calories again when is it safe to say that a a member of of um of our facility or any facility would be able to go right okay well i can put my calories back up now and um maybe even look at potentially refeeds and stuff like that because little things Mm -hmm. like that do get asked yeah can i have a refeed yet most of the time they're unnecessary refeeds. Yeah, they are all not dabbled needed. in
0: like cheat nights. And yeah, and that nights sort of thing. So what, would,
1: like what, at what stage does someone go, right, okay, I'm ready to up my calories now? Because if we're dropping someone's calories down mm-hmm. for them to lose weight, um, but they've hit a plateau, manipulation of calories and bringing their calories back up is, is a possibility for them?
0: Absolutely. I mean, not everything, it, not everything is about constantly bringing calories down. If you, you you can't endlessly bring calories down because at some point um, you're just going to bottom out you're going to hit the floor right if someone's on a uh, a weight loss journey or like attempting to lose body fat they can hit plateaus if it's a true plateau um, then sometimes weighting it out may be a good idea but also sometimes just having a little break from that diet may be a good idea so a week or two Um, of just backing off slightly before going back into that diet may be a good idea. Again, it's really individual to the person, so it's quite hard to give specifics, but a good point is when that person's hit their goal weight. Mm -hmm. When they've hit their goal weight or when they've hit their goal body fat percentage or their their goal body composition, um, then it would be you know what? Let's slowly try and bring their their calories back up to like a normal point, at least back up to maintenance levels, but just on a on a week to week basis, depending on how they feel and how their uh, body is adapting to slightly increased foods.
1: Okay, so I hope that's helped, guys. Um, obviously, we're here to answer any questions. So as always, during these podcasts, we always say to you, if you have any questions, do please get in touch. But I think. You know, one of the things that we need to stress to everybody that we speak to is that there is an element of patience.
0: Yeah.
1: As I said at the start and not too long ago through this podcast, that weeks, months and years worth of damage um, via yo-yo dieting, trying different methods. You know, we've all done it. You know, there's no, don't hang your head in shame. Some people have gone and done juice options. Some people have gone to certain clubs done red green and multicolour days and all this sort of stuff and that's absolutely fine because at the end of the day you're all searching for better health and ultimately results but you've got to be patient um dan can you give me an example of when you've had to be patient especially with your nutrition i'm going to share mine just briefly afterwards
0: well what, when i have to be patient i've got to be patient constantly Obviously, we all want to be further on than where we are. We all like to push ourselves. Um, and we we view our own situation um, like very critically. So I expect sometimes I have to take a step back and um, assess the actual realistic things. So look at how fat loss is moving, using pictures to give yourself a, a realistic overview. They they rarely lie to you, right? but remember that the, the mirror moves very slow, you, it's very hard to notice differences on a day-to-day basis, so yes, numbers are all good, like body fat percentage and um, and all that, they're, they're useful tangible figures but um, just keeping a check of var- various things, so like, um, if we could go back to the first, like you asked for a few things to take care of and and manage. Yeah. So you can manage your diet, like the front end or the back end kind of thing. So you can ma- manage the intake or the effect. So you could manage the intake, like via calories, but you can manage the effect via, say, something as simple as weight. Um. So weight managed on a um like a moving average. Mm-hmm. So you do your you do a seven, measure do your weight over seven days, average it out over the week. You do that constantly, cuts out the noise. Alright? From there, you look for the trends. If it's constantly dropping down, you're winning. And it doesn't matter if your weight jumps up a pound or two because you've had a salty meal or you've had more carbohydrates. If you only do your weight once or twice a month, what happens when you accidentally get on that that spike? you measure on that day or it's really low on another, you can drive yourself a little bit stir crazy. But when you measure it a lot, just like you do with your calories, it cuts out all the noise and you can see trends. So, so intake and how your body's reacting. And then obviously you've got um, if you can get coaches and stuff to do body fat percentage for you, that improves your accuracy of tracking. But then you've got um, pictures as well um, and waist like the, your girths, set, very easy to do on your own.
1: I know this is going to be a very individual question again. So, you know, this isn't going to give listeners direct advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've often gone through phases where you've wanted to drop your body fat, mm-hmm. uh, wanted to drop, not necessarily weight, but more importantly, body fat. I remember um, it was before you went to Thailand, right, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And you wanted to drop weight. You did it quite well you've got yourself very lean mm. what methods did you use then to um, drop so what things were you making sure you did what things were you kind of like leaving to the wayside which became no longer important in terms of nutrition um, because I'm kind of doing the same thing now as you guys know We've just around about 10 days to go um, until uh, I go over to the States in actual fact by the time this podcast airs um, I will probably be over in the states, um, but for the last five six weeks, I've dropped my calories. Um, so, I what's think, the main things you've tracked? Yeah, so the the, the main thing that I've managed and measured would be my overall daily calories. Again, I've I don't always use my fitness pal, um, but I, I have done for the last six weeks. I started on the the twenty fifth of January. Um, I took my before photos. Uh, I, may have, I should have took my before photos with some shorts on because then I could have measured my calf development as well. But <laughs> I don't think they're ever going to grow. Uh, although they probably have because I've done quite a lot of work on them recently. But uh, yeah, so I took a topless photo. Yeah. Um, a front, a side and a rear photo um, for a number of reasons. Uh, health, most importantly. Um, second one was because I suffer with a little bit of a skin condition which I was um, looking to... Um, do some work on because obviously while I'm over in America, I'm gonna no doubt visit a beach, mm-hmm. um, but also to to drop body fat and get myself back into reasonable shape. So I downloaded my Fitness Pal, which I already had, so I re-downloaded it to my phone. Set my calories, set my weight, um, and at the timing of recording this podcast, I think I've lost just over fifteen pounds. So um, so fifteen pounds in probably about five or six weeks. Now, I know that a lot of that is going to have been water. It would have been... I have dropped a significant amount of body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I've lost a bit of muscle. Not that much, but I've lost a bit of muscle. Um, but it's been a... Uh, it's been an enjoyable journey to the sense that I've been very flexible. Yeah. There's only been a few things that I've measured that I've had to make sure that I've... They're non-negotiables, mm-hmm. which have been my total calories per day. Don't get me wrong, I've had two or three days where I've gone over. One where I went over quite significantly, but you know I didn't sweat it because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, over the days, it was such a small percentage or percentile, it, it became exactly. irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas some of you that are listening, you might have gone well and completely sabotaged it. It's like you say, you know, you drop your phone, you crack your screen, you don't keep throwing on the floor mm-hmm. or you've got a You've got a punctured tire on one car, you don't go around and slash the other three. But um, I, me- I measured my calories on a daily basis, making sure that I was within about 10%. I was pretty much on the on the money every time. As always, I was making sure I hit my protein goal. Um, and then my carbs and my fats were quite flexible, but... Uh, You know, if I went over on my carbs one day, I remained, my fat was relatively lower. If I went over on my fat, I'd Mm -hmm. drop my carbs down somewhat, but my total calories. Yeah, so it's kind of like, like we said earlier, knowing your accounts. You know your income per day, or per month, Mm -hmm. because you're on a salary or whatever. You know how much your rent costs, your mortgage costs, you know how much your car does, your car finance, your insurance, your food, your bills, etc. So you're left with a little bit to play with. Yeah. And whether you go to the cinema, go out for dinner, go out for a drink, get your nails done, get your hair done, buy some new clothes, that's kind of your flexible calories. Absolutely. So it's like your flexible spend. So I was doing my non-negotiables, which were, i.e., my rent, my car payment, etc., my protein, my calories. Yep but then my carbs and my fats were kind of like my flexible, disposable income.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I could spend
1: it on what I wanted, providing I didn't overspend the amount, so. Or underspend, yeah. Uh, yeah, or underspend. So my question is, to the listeners, if you had 1,600 pounds per month, okay, 1,600 pounds. A day. Okay, let's do it. A day. <laughs> hey, if you had 1,600 pounds a day, you'd be. You'd, most people would be laughing, right? Yeah, what are you talking about? Are you talking about pounds here (laughs) or calories? No, I'm talking about pounds. I'm talking about pounds, but let's relate it back to the subject, which is calories. Okay, so we've got 1,000. We're all in a very uh, fortunate position financially. We've got 1,600 pounds a day. Mm -hmm. You know that 600 pounds has to be spent on protein. What does the other 1,200 get spent on? If you knew it could be flexible. Wait, yeah. How much
0: is it going spend on protein?
1: The whole lot? No, 600.
0: Oh, 600.
1: 600. So we've got 1,600 pounds to spend a day. 600 has been allocated to protein because that's non-negotiable. Okay. But 1,200 left, what do you spend on? Do you spend it on carbs? Do you spend it on fats? Do you get a nice balance between the two?
0: What's your... Balance report? between the two, um, depending on... It's somewhat individual. Some people like naturally like to have a, um, a fattier-based diet. Some people like to eat a, a more carbohydrate based diet. Um, some people like to have a nice natural balance between the two. But the thing is, if you're taking care of like say total energy intake, you're covering the bases in terms of protein, and you're not unnecessarily cutting out either fats or carbs. I mean, we know nowadays the old the old ideology of like low fat dieting is unnecessary and we actually know we need good fats within our diet. And we also know that going zero carbs is probably a bad idea as well. It's a detriment to how you train, detriment to how you feel. So a balance of the two in some respect is good. And you can't overeat either one as long as you're taking care of number one, which is the, the total energy intake that calories.
1: Okay, just a, just a light bulb moment that I've got. It's probably more to do with uh, a question that many people might be thinking, which is if we had £1,600 a day and we didn't manage to spend it all, Mm -hmm. can we invest it? Can we invest it, save it like you would your money and spend it another day? What would happen if I had £1,600 to spend but only spent £1,200 and I've got £400 left, could I put £400 onto my £1,600 that I'm going to get in my bank account or in my Calorie bank account tomorrow to take it up to £2,000 or would that be up and down, up and down, up and down on the calories? And would it cause me too much of a problem? Okay,
0: sneaky. Right,
1: you've added a level of complexity. So you've added, you've added
0: what do we call it? Wallet cycling or is this calorie cycling? <laughs> Both. Which one is it? No, so you've added a level of complexity. Now, if you're looking after your calories on a day-to-day basis and you've accidentally gone under... Then most of the time, I just say try and try and get back to normal, and try and if you are purposely doing calorie cycling, going up and down, then your likelihood is that you're taking care of the net total at the end of the week. So you're looking after your total um, total intake on a day-to-day basis. Now, as long as you're looking after that, and on one day you don't shoot over and undo a week's worth of uh, Early dieting, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then then you're okay. Most, most of the time I would say stay consistent. Um, if you go over or under on one lone day, um, don't swear it, get back to normal. Yes, we can add complexities at another time, but keeping it simple, taking care of that, uh, the 20% of stuff that gives you 80% of the results. All right, many people have heard of Pareto's law all right? so taking care of those few things and getting very very expert getting very very good at them rather than worrying about loads of little things that don't actually give you any results so people worrying about whether they can have white potato or sweet potato when they're not taking care of how much energy they're bringing in uh, are doing themselves a, a disservice
1: just give a quick uh, explanation to your rocks and sand analogy it's not mine it's the one that you use yeah so you've got to so take care of the big rocks
0: alright so everyone knows the, the, uh, the fill in the mayonnaise jar analogy alright so you can't, you can't put the water or you can't put the sand in first otherwise you're not going to get the big rocks in and if someone's taking care of or if someone's worrying about like I said um, potatoes or sweet potatoes or rice or brown rice versus white rice versus quinoa then they're filling up that proverbial mayonnaise jar with sand and they're not leaving any room for the big rocks. So they're not taking care of... So when I say the big rocks, you've got to take care of that energy balance. That's your main and first priority. Uh, look after that, and get
1: good at that, and then progress. One thing I just wanted to kind of say when it comes to all of this sort of stuff is we recap on what we initially started this podcast on and that was about how soon to expect results now many of you listening to this podcast will be wanting results as fast as you possibly can which is fine there's no harm in that at all we like people who are determined they're passionate and um, have goals in mind but one of the things that you've got to remember is this is a journey Okay, this is a journey and the, there's a big difference between the journey and the now. And the now is something that you're probably not that, very, that happy with. Um, with when, as humans, we naturally want more. We naturally want to be fitter. We naturally want to be healthier, faster, quicker, stronger. We naturally want more of many things. It might not be all health and fitness related. It might be more time with your family. But whatever we want, we want a little bit more of it. When it comes to health or fitness, we tend to want more muscle quickly. We want more fat loss quickly. We, like Dan said, I think it was in the previous podcast that everyone's searching for that special magic silver bullet that you know. Like I said, you're gonna undo weeks, months, and years of damage.
0: Teetox, tees,
1: right? Teetox. Like, yeah. uh, other brands are available, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are some people out there that. Um, You know, don't get fobbed off by the marketing, don't get fobbed off that, you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning with a six pack, chiseled six pack or that booty that you've always been squatting for and, you know, that this new waist trainer that's on the market is going to get you the best results ever. What you've got to appreciate is that healthy living is exactly that. Healthy living is, you know, um, all about getting everything in balance, you know, your time with your family right, the right amount that you get to enjoy it. You, you If you didn't enjoy your family time, you won't put as much effort into it. Uh, if you don't enjoy your training, you won't put as much effort into it. If you don't enjoy what you're eating, you're not going to put as much effort into it. So you've got to find an enjoyment factor in all of these things so that you find some sustainability and that you therefore get regular with your training. Yeah, it's so not about like it. killing yourself in, in
0: any aspect of it, is it? No,
1: no. Um, and and uh, again... Like I keep mentioning on these podcasts, I always listen to podcasts and it's a daily habit of mine. And it's about creating these little daily habits that are going to help you move forward. So, you know, maybe prep your meal for tomorrow or your lunch for tomorrow tonight. Maybe get your bottle of water out, put your gym kit by the back door. Um, You know, give yourself the best start you possibly can so that you have less barriers in front of you. But also when you're planning these things, enjoy it as well. Like me and Dan, we enjoy every training session. Yes, some training sessions are harder than others and you're glad when you see the end of it, but it is a journey, it is a lifestyle. Um, It may become less a priority for you for a short period of time. It might fall by the wayside when, I don't know, um, you go through stress at work or um, you've got some family issues that you need to attend to. So your health and fitness becomes less of a priority at that given time. But just because it becomes a less priority at that time doesn't mean that automatically you've become fat or lazy or overweight or, um, you know, in any worse place than what you were. Uh, It's just gone down the scale a little bit and that you'll find that that priority chart is constantly moving. Would you agree, Dan? Absolutely. Guys, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Um, Just to give you some links to go and check out, um, I think we can post them around. Uh, this podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. But Dan, you have a couple of articles on uh, protein intake. Uh, I think one of them is one of our best visited blog posts. Is it What's Supermarket Serengeti?
0: Yes, that is quite a high visited one.
1: Yeah, so if you head to paramountfitness.co.uk, you'll be able to find that one. Another one on tracking.
0: Um, I think it was the uh, Staying Consistent.
1: Staying Consistent is a very good article. Um, which talks about tracking on my fitness power and a few other ways of making sure that you just yeah, put just, the rocks in first. Yeah, manage it. Managing the bigger picture. Is there anything else you'd like to to cap off with or to to wrap up today's show with, Dan? No, I think you've covered it there, mate. Like,
0: like I say, take care of the uh, the few things that get you the most results and simplify it. So get very very good at the top two or three things and enjoy it. Absolutely,
1: and enjoy every little bit of it I'm going to do a podcast uh, probably next week um, which will share my journey it will discuss the, uh, the nutritional choices I made, the flexibility the approach that I took, why I took it, how I felt, you know I've enjoyed the journey, it has been um, equally as fun as it has been uh, eye opening but I think that Dan wants to ask me a few questions on that and said to me that it would be good for you guys to take mm. a listen to so in the meantime check out the website www.paramountfitness.co.uk um reach out to uh dan on twitter at uh dan underscore thor 11 is that right that's right yeah instagram is also at thor piero i'd be on there um and Dan's I'll pointing. Up. Dan's pointing to my fitness. Pal. You can look
0: at everything I eat on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Keep you accountable, guys.
1: Yeah. So if you want to have a little look, look at how flexible a fitness professional is when it comes to nutrition and how it can be done, feel free to add Mr. Daniel Thorpe on my fitness pal. He's just mm-hmm. bringing it up. Oh, there it is. It's Thorpeiro. Thorpiero. T H O R P I E R O. That's T H. O-R-P-I-E-R-O. Feel free to add him as a friend on MyFitnessPal. You'll be able to see what he eats. Um, You'll be able to hold him accountable. Uh, We'll cut him some slack because I know that one day a week, maybe even two days a week, he doesn't track. Um, That's because he lives a normal life. (laughs) Um, And, you know, he's not hiding anything. But you'll see the flexible approach that he takes with his nutrition. Uh, So, yeah, get in touch with us, guys. Email, Facebook, Instagram, tweet like i said we're on snapchat now as well um but i can't remember what the handle is so i need to write it down for the next podcast yeah guys hope you enjoyed enjoyed today's show um as always feel free to get in touch ask any questions but until then uh yeah we'll leave you with it thank you for joining us take care
0: That's it for this week's episode of the Paramount Fitness Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. And be sure to head back next week for another episode. To make sure you don't miss out, click the subscribe button and be notified as soon as we upload the next podcast. Until then, stay fit, healthy, and strong. Bye for now.